Today, I'm talking about how to track your life. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy to follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast. As always, it is a pleasure to have you listening today. I do appreciate your attention and welcome to episode number 95, closing in on the big 100. Now, last week, in last week's uh, podcast and on the blog, I wrote slash spoke about time tracking and the importance of time tracking. And today I wanted to kind of take things a step further. And the premise with the time tracking that I talked about is that time tracking is a great way of measuring how productive you're being and identifying sources of distraction. But really the big takeaway is that, you know, you need to make some kind of improvement and change, positive change based on, you know, the effort that you actually put into tracking your time in the first place. And the same is true of what I'm kind of referring to as life tracking. And this is kind of my term for tracking the broader aspects of your life, like your health, your fitness, sleep, exercise, weight, finances, and even your habits. And by tracking the different aspects of your life, you can identify habits and trends that are helping or maybe hindering your personal happiness, your health, and well-being. So that's what we're talking about today. If you want to get access to any of the tools that I'm talking about, you can find those at the blog post for this episode, which is at paulminers.com slash 95. So first up, let's talk about the benefits of life tracking. The first thing is, uh, I think the first key benefit is that it helps you to track progress towards your goals. So if you have personal health and fitness goals, it's well worth tracking your progress towards these goals by logging, you know, the metrics, the statistics that are important to you. So for example, let's use a really obvious example. If you're trying to lose weight, it kind of makes sense to record the weight weekly, monthly basis, and to see if your your weight is going up, going down, or, or staying the same. And if you're trying to build strength, it would help to track, you know, the weights that you're able to lift so you can see whether you're improving or not. Or maybe you just want to have a bit more energy on a daily basis, then tracking your sleep may help you to identify how your sleep routine is impacting your overall energy levels. But whatever your goals are, you need to track the appropriate statistics so that you can measure progress. And the key here really is to only track the things that you care about and use the information to take action and make improvements. So for example, with me, I don't bother tracking my diet. I mean, there are some great apps out there that I've used before, like MyFitnessPal. But to be honest, I'm not that fussed about tracking calories and recording how much protein I consume. So I'm not really um, going to bother putting in the effort of tracking my diet. However, I am really interested in tracking my sleep so I can maintain a healthy routine. Uh, So that's just me. But it's important that you track the things that are important to you. Again, there's no point putting time and effort into tracking things just for the sake of it. The second key benefit is that I think life tracking helps you to build and maintain new habits. Um... So for example, let's say you're trying to meditate at least like four times a week. If this is your goal, then you need a way of recording your progress on a weekly basis so that you can see if you're actually maintaining this habit as intended. Uh, So let's say you've been successful meditating for four days a week for the last month. um, And because you've been tracking this, you can really see your progress. And I think you're actually far more likely to maintain that habit because you don't want to break that chain of progress. Um, Some apps that I've used like today where you can track progress, you really build like a streak and you can see on the calendar each day that you've meditated and, and you build a nice streak and you don't want to break that that 
that nice streak of progress. So tracking allows you to, I think, be more consistent. Uh, and it, this is really powerful when it comes to building habits and, and trying to you know, improve that motivation you have for, you know, whether it's meditating, reading, taking cold showers, whatever it is, these things that sometimes are a little bit harder to adopt. I think tracking them and tracking progress is a great way to maintain that motivation and consistency. The third key benefit of life tracking, I think, is that it helps you to identify trends and changes. So, um, for example, let's say you've been tracking your sleep for a few months. Uh, let's say you get about seven hours of sleep per night, but then you start going to bed later. Maybe you've been, you know, binging on a new TV show or maybe the kids are keeping you up. And as a result, you start feeling slower, maybe groggier during the day. Sleep tracking would actually help you to identify this change and pinpoint the source of the issue. Otherwise, you might be trying to make changes to your diet or your routine, thinking that those things are the issue when in fact it might be your sleep, but you just don't realize it. So the tracking actually makes it really black and white and plain like this is the thing that could be you know causing the issue and so as another example uh, you may be able to attribute like an improvement in your happiness or maybe a reduction in anxiety to an increase in meditation or journaling and again tracking should make this really clear this episode of the paul miners podcast is sponsored by lead feeder Leadfeeder is a new lead scoring tool that I've been using to identify leads who have visited my website and expressed interest in my consulting services. Now, as an independent consultant myself, or if you're a freelancer, coach, or any kind of small business, you really do live and die by the quality of leads that you're able to attract. And it's frustrating knowing that there are people coming to my site looking to learn more about my business, but I have no way of knowing who they are and no way of contacting them. But Leadfeeder solves all of this. It works with your existing Google Analytics tracking, so there's no extra code to install and it will look at the people coming to your site and be able to identify them and the pages that they're visiting. And it integrates with popular CRMs, sales CRMs and email CMSs. So I've chosen to integrate with Pipedrive and my MailChimp account. And this means that I can see what pages people visit after they receive one of my emails. And if I want to, I can then add that lead to my Pipedrive account and begin that sales and follow-up process. Leadfeeder has helped me to save a ton of time and identify quality leads that I can start reaching out to. Thank you, Leadfeeder, for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners Podcast. So now let's talk about some life tracking apps. There are loads of different apps that you can use and tools to track the different aspects of your life. So here are some of the things that I've used. So firstly, there's a couple of health tracking apps. As an iPhone user, I really enjoy the Apple Health app, which comes on the iPhone. Uh, I found that the Apple Health is great for tracking your sleep, your diet, your exercise, and even mindfulness in one place. And Apple Health works by synchronizing data from other apps to it. So uh, Apple, Apple Health can collect some data like your steps, but it's mostly just an aggregator for, for collecting data from other apps like Fitbit and MyFitnessPal. So it's more of a dashboard, but it's really good. It's a nice way to see a lot of data in one place. And on that note, the Fitbit is a really great way, uh, if you wear a Fitbit, of collecting loads of useful data about your steps, your daily activity, exercise, and your sleep as well. And you can view all that data in the Fitbit app or sync it to something like Apple Health. Uh, and I use the Fitbit Aria, the scales, which connect to your home Wi-Fi and allow you to record your weight. So it makes it really easy to track my weight without having to log any data manually uh, because the scales, they're just connected to Wi-Fi. You just step on them, it records your weight, and then you step off and it adds it to my profile. So that's really cool. Um, we don't have a particularly lot of technology or you know smart home stuff going on, but our, our Wi-Fi scales are <laughs> one of the small things that we do have, and they're pretty cool. 
And then we have like MyFitnessPal. This is a popular uh, nutrition kind of health and diet tracking app that allows you to log your meals and what you're eating. And you can even scan the barcodes of products that you, you know, consumable products that you're, con you're eating. And it allows you to track the total calories, the fat, the carbs and protein that you're eating on a daily basis. And so this is obviously great if you do want to stick to a strict diet and only consume a certain amount of food or carbs during the day. Next, we have a bunch of sleep tracking options. I'm currently using an app or uh, yeah, an app called Sleepwatch, and I'm an Apple Watch user, and I use this app to track how much I sleep during the night using my Apple Watch. And the best thing I think about this app is that unlike other trackers, you don't have to tell it that you're going to sleep. The app just recognizes that you're going to sleep and when you wake up. And I really prefer this hands-off approach to tracking. Uh, it means I don't have to do anything. And the app tracks how much you move and even your heart rate dip during the night um, so that you, it can determine your overall sleep quality and consistency to give you a really good measure of, of how well you're sleeping. And again, that goes through to the Apple Health app. Some other options are there's Sleep Cycle if you don't have an Apple Watch. This is a great little app. Uh, it's been around for a while now. And tracks the obviously the total amount of time you sleep, but also the rhythm of your sleep and whether you're going into a deeper REM sleep or coming out of it. And, and the whole kind of benefit of the app is that it tries to use this data to attempt to wake you up at the top of a sleep cycle when you're probably going to wake up feeling more refreshed and energized. Um, the only downside of this app is that it does require you to manually set it each night and tell it you're going to sleep. And then again, you do have the Fitbit, like I mentioned earlier, great little wearable tracker. Uh, it does all your exercise tracking, does sleep as well, records your heart rate, uh, and it's obviously a much more affordable option than the Apple Watch. And then in terms of habits and kind of more life tracking, I mentioned earlier today, which is a um, habit tracking app, which I've been using for a few years, and it's specifically designed to track habits, and you can set habit goals and specify how much you'd like to read or meditate or exercise each week. And then you can record your progress and track this consistency over time, which as we know is really important for building habits. And once I get, like I said, once you get a nice streak going, the today calendar really keeps you motivated so you don't break that chain. I also last week mentioned a new app I'm using called Gyroscope, and this is more of a lifestyle tracking app, um, which I've been using for a few weeks, and I'm really quickly falling in love with it. And it tracks all sorts of aspects of your life. Uh, you can connect it with Rescue Time, which is a time tracker on your computer, to track your productivity. It follows your location, so it can tell you where you're going and how long you're spending at work and so on. It syncs data from Apple Health, so it can tell you how much you're sleeping. Um, it tells you, you can even track your mood. It does have habit tracking built in, so it's a really nice all-in-one life tracking app. And one of the cool things about Gyroscope is the annual report that it generates. And if you really want, you can actually order a printed book that summarizes your life over the last year. I haven't done this yet, but I'm really looking forward to using it a bit more, maybe, maybe looking at getting something like that at the end of a year. <clears throat> And then finally, we have Lifecycle, which is similar to Gyroscope. It's more of a life tracker, and it tracks different aspects of your life, like your time and your location. Uh, and you can connect it with other apps like Apple Health and, and Fitbits uh, to give you a more holistic view of your life. And each week and month, it will give you a report on the places you visited, how much you're spending at work and home and sleeping. Um, it's not really an essential life tracker, but it is a fun app that just kind of teaches you a little bit about what you're up to and, and what you're doing. 
And then finally, I want to touch on briefly as well, kind of personal finance tracking. This is really important and not to be uh, forgotten about. So I have mentioned on my blog before, I use an app called Pocketsmith. It's actually a web app. Um, and this has been my go-to personal finance tracker for the last, I want to say, five years. It uh, Pocketsmith connects with your bank account. So you can actually categorize your transactions and make budgets based on the actual purchases that you're making on your credit card and your bank account. And it provides really great insights into where your money is coming from and where it's being spent so you can make much more informed decisions about how to use uh, your money better. And if you head on over to my blog, paulminus slash 95, I've linked to an article that I wrote around how I use Pocketsmith. And it's a really nice app to check in with like once every few weeks or even just once a month. Have a look at where your money's coming from, where it's going. If you are having money issues, it's just great to shine a light on your money and see what's happening. Uh, so this app is great for that. And then in, in the same realm, we have Mint as well, mint.com. Uh, I, I personally haven't used Mint, but I know it's a, a great personal finance tracker that is very popular. And I believe it's free to get started with as well. I think it comes with some ads and maybe you can pay to remove them. But that's another free alternative that you can check out. So there you are. That is a little look into life tracking. Again, we've really just scratched the surface here, and I'm sure there are many other cool apps and methods of tracking. So if you have any suggestions for me, head on over to the blog, paulminers.com slash 95, and let me know any thoughts, feedback, suggested apps that you can recommend in the comments on that blog. And really, again, like life tracking, like I mentioned last week, the key takeaway here, all this tracking, all this information collection, it's nice, but we shouldn't get bogged down by it. The whole purpose is to try and use that information to live a happier, healthier life in some way. Make some kind of positive change. If you're only tracking for the sake of tracking, you're kind of missing the point. And that's something I often get a little bit caught out on. And I have to remind myself, like, I need to actually use this data and, and be, you know, use it in a, in, a, in a useful way. So Pocketsmith is a great example. I actually use it to be, hopefully, a bit more financially savvy and just spend my money in better places. So that's the really key takeaway here today. All right, that's it from me. Signing off now. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.